Welcome to the Thyroid Fixer Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Amy, and we're diving deep into the world of hormones, especially for all you fierce women in perimenopause and menopause and anyone dealing with hypothyroidism. If you're struggling with weight gain, you feel like shedding those pounds is an impossible feat. If you're dealing with plummeting energy levels, gut-wrenching fatigue, or a libido that seems to have left town, then you're in the right place. And don't even get me started on the hair loss. If these symptoms are sounding all too familiar, you sound your tribe. Welcome, because my goal is to educate, empower, and shake up your world. I want you to embrace every inch of that badass woman that you truly are. So if you're ready to dive in and fix things, let's get started. Are you finally at your wit's end where you are tired of dealing with doctor after doctor? Maybe you've spent thousands on integrative or functional practitioners that have not helped you at all because they don't know the thyroid and hormones. They're not even testing properly. So come work with myself and my team. We prescribe to all 50 states and parts of Canada. I have you covered. I've been building this team for years so that I could help you no matter where you are. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes, book a free application call. We're going to go over your current health situation, what worked, what hasn't worked, all the things. And then we will pair you up with the right program for you where we will do it all. You will come out the other side of the program, totally optimized, getting your life back. You're going to recognize the person you see in the mirror again. Doesn't that sound absolutely amazing? Well, it might sound... Like you don't even believe it, but I promise you, I promise you, we will take good care of you. So click the link in the show notes, book a call today, and we'll be talking to you soon. Now we keep hearing about mitochondria and whether or not we really care about mitochondrial function is the question at hand. And I also kept hearing about urolithin A. It's this compound that biohackers everywhere are talking about. And they talk about how important it is to health and longevity. Well, as you always hear me say, I don't care about living to 100 if I don't look good and feel good and perform well. Urolithin A seems to be a key player in this health and longevity span, this health and longevity quest, because it directly ties into muscle strength, skin health. So you're actually going to look and feel better as you anti-age, as you extend your lifespan, you're also going to extend your health span. So let's dive into the research on this. All my listeners know that I'm big into anti-aging. And when it comes to finding tools, finding those unique compounds out there, different supplements that can multitask, that can do so many different things to the body to help me anti-age, I am drawn to that. My interest is peaked on that. And, you know, I, I've been hearing about this little compound called urolithin A for a long time now. Different biohackers in this space have talked about it. And, you know, it, it's peaked my interest, but I haven't had the time to really dive into the science. So I brought an expert on to dive into the science for me. <laughs> that way I can learn about it while I'm using it, knowing that I'm doing a good thing for my mitochondria and my cells and my anti-aging protocol. So Jen, thank you so much for jumping on here because I want to learn from you rather than me just 
you know, sitting here reading studies about it off to the audience. I want someone on that we can actually dive into the science together and have a real conversation about this and how people can use this in their supplemental repertoire as maybe one of, you know, one of the key components in their supplemental repertoire for anti-aging. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. And I'm super excited about this conversation as well. This is one of my favorite things to talk about. I just a little background about myself and, and how I found myself here. So um, so first, I'm, I'm a registered dietitian and I, I have a master's in integrative functional nutrition. And like probably many of your listeners just a few years ago, I had never heard of Urolithin A, which is a bit of a mouthful. So right. I will refer to it a lot as the branded version, MitoPure, or I'll switch back and forth. Okay. But I had actually started doing some consulting with Timeline. And as I started diving into the research, my mind was just blown by the quality of research that our parent company, they're a Swiss-based company that's located out of a lot of Switzerland, obviously. And they've done this amazing research published in top tiered medical journals, which we're going to talk about. And my mind just really became blown. And sort of that same thing, it became a staple in my mitochondrial and anti-aging stack or, or supplement regiment. And I am really excited to share all this knowledge with you and your audience and hopefully get them as excited as I've been. So when you say MitoPure, are there are there multiple companies using this very unique ingredient? Or is it kind of like one company has come up timeline? And and really nailed the market, really cornered the market on this because of all the research they've done on it. Yeah, so Timeline really has cornered the market on that. Our founding fathers who are and mothers who are, you know, they're scientists and, and physicians who really started all spearheaded all of this research. They have a number of patents on the technology of creating urolithin A. So they're really, and, and all the research that you're seeing that has been done and published is using MitoPure. So of course, now that MitoPure is taking off, there are all these sort of me too, I call them other supplement brands. And I think all of us who practice in the functional medicine and biohacking space know that there are quality supplements and not quality supplements. So Yes, there are other urolithin A supplements out there on the market. I just would encourage everyone to do their homework and find out if they are legit. But, you know, some of the testing that we've been doing on some of these things popping up on Amazon do not have urolithin A in them at all. So we really have the the market on on MitoPure and your well, MitoPure is obviously branded, but on urolithin A. That's awesome. Yeah. And my my audience knows how to choose supplements. And if you mm -hmm. haven't listened, to the podcast on how to choose your supplements wisely. It was released beginning of January, 2024. Go back and listen to that because that's going to guide you. Yes, I, I I second what Jen is saying. It's, it's very, very, very important that you look at the quality. Otherwise, you're just wasting your money anyways. So yeah, that's kind of, a, that, that's a side note, but- Wasting money are potentially dangerous, right? There's, you know, some of these have, you know, toxic metals and, and other sort of byproducts in there that we don't want. So you're right, a subject for another day. But when you think you're a lithin A, I think it's very safe to think MitoPure, we're the ones behind all of the research, 15 years of research before a commercial product was even came to the market. So yeah. Well, that's what impresses me. And, and that's when, when I was looking at the research on urolithin A, seeing 15 years of research before bringing something to the market. I mean, that is impressive. And I, and I talk a lot about looking at companies who have a, a vested interest in quality. You know, when you have an, a name, when it's 
like you said, owned by a small group of people or an individual owner and their name is behind that product and they've already put in a ton of money into research, you can bet that it's going to be high quality. So I think it's I, th I think it's pertinent to the conversation because it's worth mentioning. You the last thing you want, and I had this happen to me when I released my my baby, my my key, my T2 component, my T2 supplement, there were copycats. And it's like, okay, well, this must be good, right? Your LFN A must be good if people are copying it, but to the consumer, you have to be careful of quality. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So mitochondrial function, that is really a, a key component when we're talking about aging, when we're talking about disease, even cancer coming on. So what happens? Why should we even care about mitochondrial decline? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm assuming that your audience is probably pretty well versed in what the mitochondria are, but I'll give sort of my little spiel on it because I think, you know, this is complex science for people who maybe haven't taken a biology class since high school and have post-traumatic stress from learning about the mitochondria. I'll just do a quick refresh on what they are. So they're termed the powerhouse of the cell, which actually an, an undersell of what they do. They do so many things within our cells, but one of their most important things is creating the energy that our cells need to do their jobs. So whether it is a brain cell, a muscle cell, a skin cell, right? All these cells need energy in order for them to do their different jobs. But unfortunately, as we get older and also just through the lifestyle that we live and just you know living in a very sort of toxic world with low quality food, our mitochondria become damaged and that damage also accelerates as we get older. And that is one of, there are, there are 12, but these biological hallmarks that scientists are studying that trigger the aging process. The mitochondrial decline is one of those. And our bodies have this we sort of evolved to have this innate quality control mechanism called mitophagy. And probably your audience is very very familiar with autophagy, which is that cellular renewal. We hear about it a lot because intermittent fasting has become such a popular sort of anti-aging tool. Mm -hmm. The mitochondria go through a, a very targeted form of autophagy called mitophagy. So that cleans out these dysfunctional mitochondria so we can make room to create newer, more efficient ones. So newer factories. It's like, you know, taking, you know, a factory that's sort of broken down, using the parts that we still can and building new factories so that we can have that energy output. But unfortunately, as we get older, that recycling process also declines. So we have this sort of increase in dysfunctional mitochondria and then a decline in that recycling process. And those together are two of these 12 reasons why our cells start to age and we start to go through this age-related decline. So yeah, so it's sort of like re rethinking about us. You know, I, I was having this conversation earlier today with somebody, you know, we don't normally think about ourselves in terms of these like individual little cells, right? These like tiny, like we've got trillions of cells that make up our body. So it's sort of a twist on and, and biohackers and functional medicine folks, I think, are starting to really lead the charge and rethinking how we think about health down to that cellular level. Like how is each little factory inside our bodies performing? Mm -hmm. And that's really where, you know, mitochondrial decline comes in, this decline in mitophagy. So when we're on kind of a surface level, mitochondrial decline will equal what will we start to see wrinkles as our skin starts to break down, our collagen starts to break down? Will we start yeah. to see more diseases being diagnosed? I mean, even cancer, cancer is essentially malfunctioning mitochondria, right? It's well, 
these are all multifaceted. So to pinpoint it just directly to mitochondria, I think is is a little bit narrow, but you are absolutely on that right path, right? Is that mitochondrial decline plays a significant role. So in our skin, one of the first thing in skin is, you know, one of the first organs that we actually visually see aging, right? So right. wrinkles, that loss of, you know, collagen production, Yes, part of that is due to mitochondrial decline. As we get older, we start to lose muscle strength. Part of that is mitochondrial decline. Our immune system, which is absolutely tied to cancer development, as our immune system isn't able to sort of do its surveillance and sweep out abnormal cells, that is also tied to mitochondrial decline. Brain, cognitive decline. Obviously, our brains are working 24-7 a day to not just have us think, but everything that we do. Tons of energy for that mitochondrial decline plays a role. So you are absolutely on that right track. And when we start to talk about urolithin A, you know, you'll see when you when you start to understand mitochondrial decline and mitophagy, you understand why the benefits are so widespread in the body. It's not that this is some sort of like miracle thing that works on this, works on this. It's just targeting those energy generators that then play a role in every system in our body. Okay. Got it. All right. So urolithin A, it actually, we can find it in certain foods, right? But just like anything, you would have to eat like a bajillion pomegranates to get it. So where where is your elephant? Where egg? is it naturally? Where is it naturally occurring? Where do we find it? Yeah. So we actually don't get it directly from food. It's something called a postbiotic. So that means we rely on a healthy gut microbiome to make it. So for people who might not be familiar with a postbiotic, I like to sort of use the analogy of, I think we all are familiar with our gut microbiome, right? They are this bacteria that lives inside our gut. And we have this beneficial relationship with them where we basically give them room and board. They get to live in our gut. They eat some of the things that we can't digest, like fibers. And in the case of urolithin A, polyphenols, those are um, compounds in plants. And they pay us back for that room and board with postbiotics. And so again, in this case, urolithin A. Now the issue, and, and, and this, you know, I think we're all really well aware of this, is most of us are not walking around with healthy gut microbiomes, right? So right. we either, you know, just through our lifestyle, through our age, antibiotic use, we don't have well-balanced guts. And actually, this is one of the studies that we've done and that's published as we've looked at who can produce urolithin A. And we're finding that really only about 30 to 40% of the population even has the right gut microbiome to make it. So even oh, wow. if you are eating, and you mentioned pomegranates, that is one of the dietary precursors. So even if you're eating pomegranates, it doesn't matter. You could eat all the pomegranates. Your body just won't produce urolithin A because you don't have the right gut microbiome to make it. Wow. No, I had not heard that. I heard it's some yeah. kind of connection with pomegranates. But again, yeah. this is why you're here to just to break down the info yeah. for me and to unconfuse me. So, yeah, oh, that is interesting. 30 to 40%. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So there has to be a connection. You mentioned immune system and, and we know immunity starts in the gut and now there's a connection between urolithin A and the gut. Mm -hmm. So if we take urolithin A, if we take MitoPure, does that override the fact that we can't, produce it if we're one of those like 70% that that can't produce urolithin A. Yes, absolutely. Because then Good. you are okay. just taking, it's a direct route. And even nice. for the people who can make it, 
when, and, and we'll sort of talk about dosing, I'm, I'm sure later on, but in, in sort of this same study, we also looked at, okay, the, the, that 30% of people who, who do make it, right? Is there a benefit for them to take a supplement? And what we found was that in order to get the same dose of urolithin A through diet, you would have to drink six cups of pomegranate juice a day, which I don't think anybody is out there recommending six right. cups of pomegranate juice. That's quite a bit of sugar. So yeah. Even those of us who can make it, we're just really not getting enough of the dietary precursors on a regular basis in order to get that same level. And, and it's interesting because we we have, a, and we can put this link in the show notes, we actually have a little test that we're, it's, it's part of a clinical trial that we're running right now, where you do a little blood test and we give you some pomegranate juice and you drink it. And we'll do a little blood test. It's just like a, a dried, um, a little blood spot, dried uh, finger stick. Yeah. And we'll test the urolithin A levels after the pomegranate juice. And then you'll take the MitoPure and you'll test the urolithin A levels after that. And we do a comparison. So it's super cool that you get to see how much you're making on your own, if you make any at all, and then what that what that looks like after urolithin A. But, you know, we have some of our functional medicine docs that do all the things to support gut health. And even they sometimes are not making it. And again, that's just because, you know, I personally was, uh, I was formula fed. I was a C-section baby. Like that's just how my gut microbiome is these days. So it becomes one of those things that to rely on diet alone. And and I, as I'm a dietitian, I am very much a food first person, but this is one of those cases where it's probably not ideal to rely on food first. It'd be impossible. It would be impossible to do that every day. And then I would even argue that raising, eating that much sugar, you're going to really spur on some candida and you're going to raise your, and that's a whole nother gut problem. There's a whole different gut microbiome issue with all that sugar, let alone the metabolic consequences that are happening. Oh, the metabolic consequences. Yeah, yeah, no, we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. So in this particular instance, I think, I think taking, taking supplemental form is the way to go. Uh, So let's talk about the studies because I'm fascinated by these studies. Yeah. But I, I love, you know, muscle health. I'm always talking about lifting heavy and the importance of testosterone and preventing sarcopenia as we age, muscle loss as we age. Mm-hmm. And then I'm I'm huge into, like I said, I asked you first, skin health, like anti-aging. Yeah. How do I, how do I look like Christy Brinkley when I'm 70? <laughs> right. So let's talk about the studies. Yeah. Well, let's start. I'm going to start first with some animal studies. We will get to human studies, but I, I, this animal study, I think is kind of what set the stage and got people really excited about urolithin A. And I think it just helps to build this story about where the studies are now okay. and where they're going. So worms is really where, and, and I think this is also important because as your listeners who really do like to nerd out on science and maybe want to go read studies on their own, they can kind of understand this progression. So worms is usually where a lot of these types of, especially like longevity interventions start because worms really live about an average of 30 days. So you can do tests and you can see very quickly if something is working and if something isn't. And from then you'll move to higher species, eventually humans. So we started, um, and I say we, and, and as if it was me, but it's obviously our science team. They started really what they wanted to do was to start isolating super active nutrient nutritional compounds and do research almost like you would in a pharmaceutical. So next level research on bioactive nutritionals and seeing how they impact health. And they started with the pomegranate because the pomegranate has thousands of these bioactive compounds. 
And one of them is these polyphenols that are called oligotannins. So they looked at worms and they fed them oligotannins, and then they fed them another group, urolithin A, mitopure, mm -hmm. and looked at the difference. And the oligotannin group didn't really have much to show, but the urolithin A group had a 45% increase in lifespan. 45%. Wow. Which is huge. That's huge. Huge. Yes. Yeah. And when you look at some of the other longevity interventions that are out there and being promoted, and again, this is worms, we cannot translate this to humans, but just when we're thinking and we're hearing people say these things like lifespan extension, we have to kind of put our thinking caps on. So fasting and calorie restriction had about a 50% increase. So that's sort of the gold standard intervention in terms of longevity promotion. Urolithin A was uh, 45 but then when you started looking at like resveratrol, NAD boosters, even rapamycin and metformin, those are in like 15 to 20% in worms. So it just shows that there's something special about urolithin A. So from there, then the researchers, and, and we can link to all of these, these studies for your audience to look at. But so from then there, the researchers looked at, at older mice, fed them urolithin A, and started to see significant improvements in their muscle endurance and their muscle strength. And so from there, we went into humans. Nice. Okay. So, yeah. So in humans, our first trial really was looking at sort of safety and efficacy. Does MitoPure actually trigger that underlying pathway, that mitophagy in humans, right? Um, and so that was done with muscle biopsies. And we looked at uh, older sedentary adults kind of in this pre-frail, you know, not quite sarcopenia, but sort of heading down that path. And they were randomized to receive MitoPure at 500 and 1,000 milligrams for one month. And then we did muscle biopsies. So we actually took a little bit of tissue and put it under microscopes and looked at gene expression that sort of turns on mitochondrial function. And we found that both at the 500 and the 1000 milligram dose, we saw proof that yes, we are inducing mitophagy and that gene markers of, of mitochondrial function were improved. Mm -hmm. And the thing that was super interesting to this was that when you compared the results from the mitopure group to active 70-year-olds, so 70-year-olds who were running, you know, doing 10Ks, training, their mitochondrial gene expression looked very similar. So we took frail 70-year-olds, gave them MitoPure, and made their mitochondria basically act like active 70-year-olds. So that's pretty wow. impressive. And of course, that was also our safety trial, and we found a very safe profile, um, no issues in terms of interactions or adverse events. So that was what then led to longer trials. So I'll pause there and just, I know I, I shared a lot. Do, any questions or you want me to kind of keep on, keep on going? Well, no, I think that's awesome. I, what was going through my mind as you were talking is I know as, as a supplement company owner, how hard and rigorous and expensive it is to run tests. <laughs> so let's just wow. start there. And I and I mentioned it earlier, and I really, I want to highlight this for the listeners because it, it's kind of going back to what we talked about in the beginning. There's, there's a lot out there. And there are a lot of companies that don't put time and love behind their product. And the fact that so many studies have done been done on this compound and we, we, you know, through those studies, like you said, we know it's safe. We mm -hmm. know it's effective. Well, we know it's safe. We didn't know how effective it was. You didn't know how effective it was until you did the studies. And now seeing 
the results, I'm sure you guys were even blown away when you got the results, like, oh my gosh, this is working yeah. better than we even thought it would, right? And, and yeah. I love that that you put the time, the love, the attention, the money behind it to almost comfort the user because urolithin A is not like magnesium, vitamin right. D. It's not, it's not spoken about every single day in, in social and blogs on Dr. Oz. It's, it's a very unique compound. So to prove its efficacy, you kind of had to do the studies behind it. So I just, I want to take a moment and, and golf clap applaud here because mm -hmm. I think that that, that speaks volumes to the effectiveness of the product itself. Yeah. And I couldn't agree more. And that, you know, as I had said in the beginning, I started as a consultant and when the opportunity to join the team came, I mean, this research was really a big part of it. And my hope is that, and there's other companies doing fantastic research. And it's sort of my hope that those of us out there that are doing that are raising the bar on supplements so that everybody yeah. is choosing something that's effective and safe. Why we shouldn't be wasting our money on stuff, you know, when there is really good quality things out there. So yeah. So thank you. I'll, I'll, I just throw that message in. for sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll let you keep going with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know. So from, so from there, we, we started to really hone in on muscle health. So, you know, as, as you kind of had pointed out earlier, like the, the importance of muscle health, especially as we get older, preventing sarcopenia, but not even that, just like the daily activities of life, right. As we get older, both me as, as a, as a dietitian and a practitioner and, and timeline as a company, we're really dedicated to sort of enhancing health span. So lifespan is how long you live, right? But the idea is how many of those years are really active and doing the things that you want to do, right? right. Like no one wants to live to hundred. If from 70 to hundred, you're wheelchair bound that, or at least I don't want to live. No, way, I don't right? either. I've said that all along. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Health span. And so muscle is such a key piece of that, right? Like, can you sit on the ground and play with your grandchildren when you're in your 80s, right? Can you go play pickleball? Can you, you know, do all the things that you want to do? Can you even dress yourself, right? Like thinking about all of that. And we know that muscle decline starts in our 30s. So it starts a lot earlier than most people think. And I think when I first learned that also, that was like wake up call because I was way past my 30s when I learned that. We also know that the muscle is so dependent on mitochondria, right? There's thousands of mitochondria in each muscle cell, super metabolically active. So it just seemed like a very logical place to start in terms of our clinical studies was what kind of improvement could we have in muscles. And so we did two separate studies we did, and both of them were double-blind, placebo-controlled, randomized trials. They've been published in top-level medical journals like JAMA Open Network and Nature Metabolism. You know, these are the top of the top in terms of medical journals. So we looked, both groups were sedentary. So first we looked at older adults, so ages about 65 to 90, and they were randomized to, to receive placebo or the MitoPure. And after that was a two month trial, after two months, what we saw was significant improvements in muscle strength and other indicators of performance. So things like a six minute walk test, how far can you walk in six minutes? The next study looked at middle-aged adults. These were also sedentary adults. Um, they had an average BMI of about 29. So sort of like your average American, like overweight, you know, not really doing, doing much. And also there we saw significant improvements in muscle endurance, other markers like VO2 max, 
Again, those six-minute walk tests, we're seeing improvements in, in, in their muscle strength and endurance there as well. The other thing that was really interesting is in both of these studies, we saw reduction in inflammatory markers and other markers of cell health. So like CRP, C-reactive protein, that's an inflammatory marker. So we saw a reduction there as well. So that's really where our muscle story kind of has come from, is looking at all of this you know, sort of these inactive, we didn't change diet, we didn't change exercise. So you really could just pinpoint the fact that it was the mitopure here that had that effect. That's incredible. Now, when you're talking about inflammatory markers, C-reactive protein, there's, you know, we can get into all those different inflammatory, like interleukin-6, all those inflammation markers that can be tested that usually aren't tested in just, you know, your typical conventional medicine (laughs) test. Yeah. But I think are important to overall health. So I know you you were talking about a set of the population that's aging, that's kind of already mm-hmm. in their above middle age, we'll say. But if we rewind back and we actually start paying attention to inflammation and mitochondrial health in our 40s, 50s, 60s, keeping that inflammation down I mean, that alone is going to help prevent aging. And of course, it's going to help with all other other disease states, You know, whether we're talking about autoimmune, Hashimoto's, hormonal decline, type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular health, keeping those inflammatory markers low, that's what's going to prevent many diseases of aging, even going back to your 30s and 40s when you start there. Yep. And we saw that in our, in that second trial, that middle-aged adults, that was those forties, fifties, and sixties. And same thing, we saw that improvement in muscle health. And then we also saw that reduction in CRP and you're, you're absolutely right. Like inflammaging, that's, that's that chronic inflammation that is part of the aging process. So, and you know, these, these hallmarks, I sort of touched on in the beginning when I talked about mitochondrial decline and I talked about mitophagy. So inflammaging or chronic inflammation is another hallmark of aging. And all of these hallmarks, they just are, they don't live in isolation. They all sort of work together. So damaged mitochondria contribute to chronic inflammation. Inflammation, you know, triggers mitochondrial decline. Like it's, they're all of these things are sort of uh, intertwined together. So you kind of have to think of the whole picture when you're thinking about like, something that's targeting healthy aging, chances are it's impacting multiple of these pathways. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Now I, I don't want to be held accountable if I'm totally wrong on this, but I'm just, <laughs> I'm recalling from when I started diving into urolithin mm-hmm. A and wanted to learn more about it. You know, I do what my listeners do. We go to podcasts, but so yeah. I start listening to podcasts on this and hearing a couple of biohackers talk about it. I want to say, and again, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I want to say there was, maybe it wasn't a full-blown trial or a study, but when they gave urolithin A to a younger subset, meaning like 40s and 50s, and then they went to the gym, they performed some Mm -hmm. kind of strength. They actually noticed their strength increase like immediately upon, and I don't know how long they took it. Maybe they took it for a week and then tested it, but they you know, anecdotal, like they could actually say, yes, you know, I, I was using 15s and now I went up to the 20s and it was just as easy as when I was using the 15. So their muscle strength actually increased. So, yeah, so we are, so we, we, we have not done that study, but we do have a lot of anecdotal evidence. You know, we've been now been on the market for, I guess it's 
coming up on like four years now. And so we have, you know, thousands and thousands of customers that are telling us and, and, you know, healthcare practitioners that are using it with their, you know, with their clients and they're telling us, yeah, like I'm noticing improvements in strength and we have finished the trial. It's not published yet. And the data is still being analyzed. So I can kind of just share like a very high level. We did do a study with professional or Olympic trained athletes, endurance runners, because we did want to know, it's like, we've now shown that in this sort of sedentary older population or middle-aged population that it, that it's helpful. But what about the people? What about the biohackers? What about the people who are already doing all of these things? And that's where this study came in. And it seems like back to inflammation, it seems like that seems to be a piece. So we know when we are working out hard, there is an inflammatory response that happens with hard exercise and physical activity. Mm-hmm. And this seems to help to quell that and to kind of help with that recovery process. And that's one thing I personally have noticed is like, I'm barely sore at the gym anymore. Like I, it's like remarkable. Like I'll work out with, I work out with a trainer and I'm, I'm not one of those people who like, I don't know how much I'm lifting. Like he just does it for me. Right. right like, and, right. and I had even said to him, like, are you pushing me because I don't feel sore anymore? And he's like, yeah, I'm pushing you. Like I always do. In fact, like I, you're, you're like, he'd actually told me on like this tricep pull down machine. Like I'm one of the strongest clients that he has. So yeah, I mean, this is the exact, the type of feedback that we're hearing from our customers and pretty, it's pretty exciting. And hopefully we'll have the research to kind of back that up as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, as much as I just spoke up the research that you guys are doing, I love the anecdotal because I think the anecdotal just gives us that, okay, well, if that group of people or if they experienced it, then maybe I will too. And I think for the biohacking community, I know you're you're with me in this too. Sometimes it's hard to assess something new and exciting and and on the forefront of anti-aging because we are pretty much optimized. So when we add something into our supplemental regime, sometimes you don't notice it. You know, we'll hear all kinds of stories of like, oh yeah, the next day this person felt, you know, 10 times better than that. And we're like, oh, I, I don't feel 10 times better, but I'm already there. We're already there. So I think the fact that you can get anecdotal reports from the biohacking community using it, actually noticing that you're noticing that you are improving in strength and your recovery is through the roof. And, and these, this other group, and like I said, it could have been just an anecdotal report from a a group of people just out trying your LFNA and this is what they reported back. But the fact Mm -hmm. that they're like, yes, I am stronger at the gym after I take it. To me, that that's like, mm, okay, if I can notice something, something just even little, I think that that's awesome when you're talking about people that are more optimized and more healthy. Yeah, I mean, you make a perfect point, right? The people who are already doing everything, if you're still feeling something after you doing everything, I think that speaks volumes. And, you know, we have a we have several professional athletes that are using our product because, again, they they really believe in the science. They understand what it's doing on a cellular level and and they're noticing that that they're feeling better when they take it so it's it's pretty incredible yeah so you mentioned dose earlier and we're going to circle back to that is there a a dosing protocol based on your age or activity level or can everyone you know take the same dose and experience the same benefits 
We looked at in our studies two separate doses, 500 and 1,000 milligrams. So less than that didn't seem to have a significant improvement. And there's no reason to go higher. Your body seems to sort of saturate at 1,000 milligrams. So it's not dangerous to take more. It's a very safe molecule, but it's just a waste of your money. You won't get any added benefit by going above that 1,000. Mm-hmm. So we we sell it at the 500 milligram dose And you obviously can double that if you want to take the 1,000. But I think that's usually a good place for people to start, especially people who are already kind of in a healthy state and looking to kind of optimize and just sort of do, you know, all of the things to kind of slow down aging. Now, I have, so I use this example, like I take 500 milligrams. My parents are in their 70s. My dad takes 750. I don't know why he just made that up. But my mom takes 1,000. I think because he's like, I don't want to take four pills. I'll take three. Yeah, they, that sounds and, like my dad. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, my mom especially didn't notice, she didn't feel much until she went up to that higher dose. So I just really ask people to kind of like play around with it. I think 500 is a really good place to start. Safe to go up to 1,000. You can certainly boost up to 1,000. I mean, you can take 1,000 out of the box if that's, you know, right out the gate, if that's something that you're interested in. But I know it is four pills then to take that. And and sometimes uh, people are are overpilled, which mm-hmm. we, we do have a powder that you could take instead if you are overpilled. But yeah, so so 500 seems to be sort of the great place to start and then play around with going up to 1,000 if you need that extra boost. Pills and powder are fantastic. Some people are overpilled. So I'm excited that you have a powder and I will report back that I put the powder into my Greek yogurt Mm -hmm. and oh my God, like so the flavor is amazing. I haven't tried the ginger yet. This is the berry flavor, but, yeah. uh, but oh my, it's so good. Like it really flavors my yogurt. So for those of you who are kind of pilled out, like you're like, no, I can't, not one more. You can get yeah. the powder. I love that. And the powder, it's one, they come in these little individual stick packs. So just one of those is a 500 milligrams, whereas pills, it's two pills. And I I agree. I think the powder is super yummy there. You know, one of the things also about timeline, I think that's part of why, you know, besides the science, I think the biohacking community and the functional medicine community appreciates the cleanliness of what's in our products as well. The powder, right? There's no artificial sweeteners. There's no sugar, there's no sweetener at all. So it really just tastes like berry or ginger. And they mix just a sort of a word of caution. If anyone wants to try the powders, they don't mix great in water. They need a little bit of fat to kind of dissolve. So they're much better. Like I use it exactly as you did. I love it in my Greek yogurt or chia pudding or oatmeal or a smoothie. They're heat stable. So you can even cook with them. The ginger flavor is super potent ginger. So you could mix that into like a soup or something like that. I, I use it sometimes in, I make like a little like turmeric latte with the ginger flavor. And that's super yummy. If you put a little coconut milk in there, so you have a little bit of that fat, really yummy way. And it's nice. It gives people an option if they are overpilled or just want something different. It gives, you know, it gives a nice option on how to, how to take it. Absolutely. Yeah. I I love that. I love that option. Actually, I was first introduced to Timeline because of your packaging. It's like mm. off. It's it's the most beautiful supplement package that you'll ever <laughs> receive, and I it love is. the fact that you you send the refillable pills so we can keep the bottle, which is gorgeous. <laughs> it's a beautiful glass bottle, and then you can just do the refills, which is awesome. Yeah. 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 We, we put a lot of thought into into everything from our design to the quality of the ingredients to the study. It is it's really it's amazing. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, that's why I was drawn to Timeline as as a company and to to you as to learn more about this because 
you can tell right off the bat the quality. And, and again, I'm going to, I will circle back to this as often as I need to quality, quality, quality. You buy from companies that care. You buy from companies that they, they have their name backing it and they yeah. don't want their reputation damaged by using cheapy, cheapy fillers, or like you said, artificial sweeteners or less than ingredients or fairy dusting the urolithin A <laughs> in there. So you can say that it's in there, but it's not. I mean, I talk about this all the time on the show and and I really think it's important and that's why we're talking about it today and I'm bringing timeline to the audience because if you want to try urolithin A and you want the benefits that we just talked about, I it's really kind of only one company out there. Sorry. Yeah. You don't have a lot to choose from, but it's it's quality. Yeah. I mean, and, and kudos to you for, you know, if you like putting together a supplement is not an easy job and you know what goes into like, all of that from the, you know, how easy it is to choose a cheap, poor quality ingredient to, you know, even if it's something that's like an emulsifier or something like that, it's, it's not easy. And so again, these were sort of all the things that, that drew me to timeline as well. And I think are really drawing a lot more people to it is understanding what goes into the products that we buy and the quality and, and, you know, the integrity that's behind it. I mean, you know, you're going to pay for high quality what I teach my audience is you're you're going to waste the money spending it on a less than stellar product because there's probably not even active ingredients in it as opposed to investing in something that you know. So I would rather see people have, you know, five or six really high quality products that they can count on to do what they're supposed to do in their body than 25 supplements that, eh, you know, they were 10 bucks a piece and I have them. So yeah, I'm, I'm a huge I, proponent of quality. So I love that. Yeah. I love that. And I, I couldn't agree more, right? It's like, it, it's so easy in this world to see sort of the next bright, shiny thing. There's so much stuff out there. Um, but if you go back to the quality of research and really looking at what is proven to be beneficial, like why you know, to take five supplements that are $10 each, but have no research on them, you might as well just spend all of that money on one quality and supplement that does have the research that's backing it. And mm -hmm. I think if you're really targeting your supplement regimen or stack and really thinking about the mechanism of action, the, the way it works and how you balance it with the other things that you're, you don't need to have tons and tons, you know, unless you're really working on a condition or you have a very specific goal, but if it's just, we're talking about sort of general health, well-being and longevity, you know, there's a few really well-backed, science-backed supplements that I think make a wonderful foundation. And I mean, obviously, I wouldn't be here if I didn't think that Timeline was one of those or Mitopure was one of those. But, you know, when you understand that hallmarks of aging, the decline in mitochondrial function that happens in all of our organ systems. Um, and, and one of the things I, I do want to address, because I get this question very often in your audience might as well, is like, how does this stack up or compare with other mitochondrial support? Like, you know, NAD precursors or like a CoQ10 or resveratrol. Yeah. So when we target, if we're kind of thinking about a mitochondrial stack or, or really targeting mitochondrial health in terms of supplementation, I kind of like to put it into three different buckets. So there's biogenesis. That's the creation, fancy way of saying the creation of new mitochondria. So building new factories. Then there are supplements that will optimize how those factories work, right? So they make the factories that are there work better. 
But MitoPure is the only one that cleans out the damaged factories, removes them from gunking up the system, and then helps to rebuild new ones. So those other things so like NAD precursors, great for biogenesis, you know, CoQ10, wonderful antioxidant, helps to make your mitochondria more efficient. But until you clean out the junk drawer, those aren't doing as much. They're much better for layering, in my opinion, layering on top of MitoPure. So they all work really well in harmony together, but they sort of target different ways that the mitochondria functions. So I look at it as let's clean out the junk drawer, help build new ones, and then we can layer those other ones on top so that those new energy factories, we can get the most juice out of them. I'm glad you mentioned that because there's there's a lot of mitochondrial talk out there yeah. and a lot of mitochondrial supplements out there. And I mean, I see it in the thyroid world too. There's, you know, this thyroid supplement, that thyroid supplement. When you look at it, it's like, it's just a combination of a couple of different vitamins and minerals and that's all it does. You really want to look for the specialized ones that are actually going to do something for your thyroid or do something for your mitochondria. Exactly. So yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. Is there anything that we haven't talked about tied to urolithin A that we miss benefits or anything like that? Or do we cover almost everything? Well, we should touch about skin. Because that's oh, yeah. another super, super fun new area that we've been venturing into. So topical application of MitoPure does help the skin as well. And I, you know, sometimes people are kind of confused by that, but I think of it as like, obviously it works in a very different way than vitamin C, right? But we all know you have to eat vitamin C, but you also put it on your skin and it has right. antioxidant right. effects, collagen boosting effects, right? So it's sort of that same concept that it can work internally and externally as well. And I, as I said, my background is a dietitian, but I do happen to love skin care. And so this is like this perfect marriage just yeah. for me sort of selfishly. But as I started really learning about the research that we've done on skin, which is that same rigor, same high quality research, that's not really done in the skincare world. Like all of these things out there that are claiming, you know, clinically reduced wrinkles, blah, blah, blah. Like mm -hmm. it's not the same quality research that we're seeing that we've done and other, you know, a few other couple companies do that as well. Mm -hmm. So same thing we've done through muscle biopsies, not muscle, sorry, skin biopsies in this case, demonstrating that topical application of urolithin A does in fact induce mitophagy in the skin cells. So you have better skin cell, basically your skin cells are, have more energy and are acting in a more youthful way. So that means that there is better collagen production. The genes that turn on collagen assembly are upregulated and the ones that turn on the degradation, those are quieted. The other thing that I think that's really interesting, that's sort of unique to this molecule in terms of skin aging is, so we know that one of the biggest factors of skin aging is sun damage. And even if we're wearing sunblock, we're still getting the rays of the sun. And what we found in our trials is that it actually helps to build some resilience in our skin cells so that they are better able to handle the damage that's happening from the sun and from UV damage. So it's not meant to be a sunblock. You still need to use sun protection, but it's helping to make our skin cells more resilient to that. And then all of that translates into significant in, um, reduction in fine lines and wrinkles. Mm -hmm. So we saw that in just two weeks that people were noticing visible reductions. And then at eight weeks, that's when we start to see those significant reductions as well. And we have three different products in our skin health line. So they can be used all together as a regimen or singly on their own. Each of them has 1% urolithin A. So that's the clinically tested dose. And there's a day cream, a night cream, and a serum. And then there's some active ingredients in each of them besides the MitoPure to kind of help flush it out and make it like a full-on regimen. But just the MitoPure alone is really where the magic is. 
I'm just so. going to smear my body in urolithin A and put it internally yeah. and I should be good to go. Like yeah. my mitochondria is going to be on fire. I'm going to um, be anti-aging. <laughs> yeah. The, the skin products, I, I really, really lovely. Like they're, you know, again, that same dedication to clean quality. So because we're a space-based company, there's a there's an app called Yuka, which is sort of like environmental working group skin deep, but it's a little bit more popular in Europe. And so they have a little bit of a different rating system, like 100 is the cleanest, and we are a 90, oh gosh, I'm forgetting now if we're a 91 or a 93. Um, but either way, we have a very high cleanliness score, no added dyes or um, parabens or fragrances or any of those other irritating things. So they, yeah, they're really, really beautiful, lovely products and work at the end of the day, right? That's what we want is, you know, same thing with supplements. There are tons of skin products out there making all these claims and we want to yep. spend our hard-earned money on things that actually work and have science behind them. Oh, hundred percent, especially in the anti-aging world. You know, so many women <laughs> think, well, I just want to go natural. I want to go natural. So I think like a 91, 93 is perfect because if you're at a hundred, that's too, it's too clean. That's like, okay, that's great if you're 15, but yeah. <laughs> as you age, if you actually want to change your skin and reduce wrinkles, you, you have to get into, we'll say those not chemicals, just the ingredients that maybe the environmental working group would deem not so great, but like retinol. Okay. It, it, right. They, they deem it as bad. It's anti-aging for the skin. So you have to kind of get into that anti-aging realm while being paraben free. I mean, that's, that's a no brainer. Yeah. You know, you don't want yeah. all the crap in your skincare, but you want to have an active ingredient that's going to do something. Absolutely. And that's something I'm actually hopeful we're going to be looking at is, is potentially a head to head with retinol because retinol is really right now like that gold standard for wrinkle reduction, but it's really irritating on the yeah. skin and it makes your skin very sensitive to the sun, which is part of, I think, why the environmental working group gives it a, a poorer score because your skin is, if it's sensitive to the sun, then you have an increased risk of skin cancer, right? We have to be really careful in the sun when we use retinol products. Mm -hmm. So what we've seen, and, and this was not head to head, just what we're seeing from our own research right now is a very similar wrinkle reduction from MitoPure as we see in retinol products, but without all of that sensitivity, all of that irritation. So it's just opening up a wider audience of people who can use it without, you know, having any of those side effects or adverse events or that flaking skin or that dryness or irritation that happens with retinol. That's a big deal. Yeah. That's so it's a really nice alternative. Yeah. And, yeah. and for anyone that wants to try it, you guys are giving my listeners 10% off anything they want to try from the skincare to the packets, to the pills they use Dr. Amy. So that's awesome. Use the code D-R-A-M-I-E. And then we're going to put the link in the show notes too, but I still like to say it so people know that they can get a discount when they go, because they're going to hear this. They're going to be like, I want to try it. So, yeah. you know, it's great to have a discount just to get them to, to try it and see what they think for themselves. Absolutely. Because that's really, everybody is their own individual and has to make their own decisions. So you're here to kind of guide them and give them expert advice. And then they get to go try it on their own and, and, and hopefully feel, you know, the same thing that all of our other customers are feeling. So I love it. I love yeah. it. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for coming on and diving into the research, because I, I certainly didn't have the time to go through all those studies myself and then pull it apart and figure out what's good, what's bad. So this just makes it so much easier for myself and for my listeners to break down what is this urolithin A mitopure 
compound that we keep hearing about in the biohacking space. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing your knowledge. Absolutely. Anytime and and happy to answer any questions if your audience comes back to you with anything. So appreciate your time and having me. Absolutely. So check the show notes for the links. We'll put them all in there. We'll put the discount code in there so you can go right to it. Check out all of Timeline Nutrition's products. But I'm I'm really, I mean, I love the pills because they're easy. I have them right on my counter. So I pop anything on my counter is my daily. And then anything in the cabinet is kind of like the as needed. (laughs) So I have them right on my counter. But then I also have the packets though too. And I'm like, Sometimes I must get a thousand a day because I'm like, I I need to put one of the packets in my yogurt. It's so good. (laughs) I do that too. I do that too. Yeah, it's a yummy little way to add some flavor if you do a plain yogurt. It's really good. It's really good. Well, thank you once again, Jen. I appreciate it. Thank you. 